0: What's going on everybody? My name is Jeremy Franchese. Welcome to First Floor Conversations. With a view at the top is only as good as the foundation which preserves it. Today on episode 18, we're talking about why giving feedback is broken. good start to your week feeling like a tiger in your own universe tiger woods that is maybe you're not rolling around with a green jacket on but i hope you're feeling like you're you're knocking you're sinking your putts and and you're driving well hope you're you're tackling your tasks and and executing as a whole before we dive into uh, the the overall topic of like how do we really give feedback to drive results in our organizations and our relationships how do we ultimately do that Want to just touch on a couple of key things I'm seeing that are pretty incredible right now. Just top little easy, quick news headlines. So if, if you're looking to be more equipped with a one or two, maybe three feathers in your cap, in small talk and in, in a little rapport building, whatever you're looking to do in your day to day, here are some things that are going on. Uh, first and foremost. Best Buy promoted their first CEO, the first female CEO, excuse me, Corey Berry. Uh, she was a CFO, uh, long time reigns under the, the, the ex-CEO, who's turned chairman, Hubert Jolly. Jolie, not sure how to pronounce the name, um, but super interesting. Nice to see not just promoting a diversity chair or a chief people person, but actually taking it in stride. Very interesting to see how that retailer pulls themselves out and continues to, to, to address what had been in the past uh, some challenges. But you know what? They're five years straight with, with some, some significant comparable, we'll say, sales growth. Uh, so, so super interesting nonetheless. Uh, quote-unquote retail apocalypse. Another 6,000 stores are set to close this year. More than closed all of 2018. So no surprise there. thought it was interesting. AT&T sold back its minority stake in Hulu for a little over a uh, $1 billion dollars. 1.43. I guess that's a little under 1.5. Maybe a better rate around it. Uh, but but ultimately, a lot of power plays, a lot of things moving around. Hopefully, if you were on the tax side of our big April 15th deadline, uh, I, I certainly hope you made it out uh, in one piece, maybe enjoying a day off. Uh, but but we know that, that all the people that are filing our taxes, if you're not going through a TurboTax or a, a, you know an online setup that's a little more direct to source, uh, if you're going through somebody that's taking care of you, make sure you send them some love because we all know what a stressful time of year this is. Uh, so shout out to those. That did my taxes appreciate you so what are we talking about today how to give good feedback i feel like feedback's just been broken i think we've talked about that a couple times actually the fact that we have such a diverse workforce that the communication gaps between generations can often be a challenge right baby boomers no news is good news then again, Gen—you know—millennials are, are known to be people that if you don't give them a hug every 20 minutes, they think that they're not very valuable in the workplace. Now, obviously, I'm I'm speaking uh, in hyperbole to move the point across the table, but ultimately, I think we can all agree that there's a shift going on in how we communicate effectively. Yesterday, uh, excuse me, Sunday, uh, the podcast I released on the three top challenges new uh, college graduates are facing when entering the workforce. One of those things was how to handle. Uh, uh, feedback one of the things we incorporated into that dialogue is how to handle feedback much like and a lot of it's because coming out of college right and, and the kind of, if you didn't listen to the podcast part of the conversation in that one arena one of those key areas was that in, in most of their life in, in formal institutions college and academia you get a curriculum uh, a rubric a game plan it says here's the game plan here's what we're doing here's how we're going to get there here's how I'm grading you so you get consistent, frequent feedback that's calibrated, and it's and it's a very standardized system. It's impersonal most of the time. It's written or it's relayed in a way that's mass market, right? It's just a billion comments on an article, uh, on a, on a paper, uh, tons of things, or maybe it's a letter grade, right? Ultimately, it's easier to consume because you're not sitting in front of the person ripping your paper to shreds. You just read it afterwards and say, "Wow, didn't do so hot." right? But in the workforce, that's obviously different. You have more people you're accountable to, more resources that you have to rely on, more people that you have to interact with. And so the ability to have one-off constructive conversations is absolutely important. So it's not only just a skill, but it's also an opportunity for both employers, managers, leaders, personnel development team, as well as the people themselves to acknowledge that this needs some attention. Right? And so this is going to be something where rather than getting very uh, in the weeds around this topic, I wanted to just state something that, that I think is, is, is a bite size. It's a nice little Tuesday snack for you if you're, if you're working in management or leadership and you're just looking for ways to curve the learning curve and, and adjust how you're giving feedback to people. This can be an easy little thing to, to consider to frame your perspective as you frame your strategy to deploy it into your organization. What we're starting to see is, is a shift from, much of it driven from research, but a shift from people giving feedback on like how people feel about their work and it's not being well received. Why did you do this? You should have done this. I understand why you did this, but you should have done this. Right? It's not very uh, easy to consume and it's, it's proven to be less effective in, in, in passing, right It's less effective in driving true results. And so ultimately what this comes down to is how do we communicate effectively so we can drive results? Marcus Buckingham, Uh, And Ashley Goodall put out uh, a book, Nine Lies uh, About Work. Uh, Marcus Buckingham has been studying workforce trends, you know, engagement, retention, uh, you know, the life cycle of employee fulfillment, and a variety of other areas for for a very long time. And in this book, they really isolate nine key trends and, and more so fallacies about workforce practices. One of which is that, you know, they argue that. They giving feedback simply doesn't work. And it's quote unquote, never worthwhile. Giving feedback is never worthwhile. And and here's really where it comes from. I love this quote. It's from an article that, that discussed, uh, you know, the, the, the book that, that came out recently. And it, it touches on this. The only realm, okay, I'm mean going to say this. Is, the only realm in which humans are an unimpeachable source of truth is that of their own feelings and experiences. I'm going to say that again. The only realm in which humans are an unimpeachable source of truth is that of their own feelings and sources. And the reason why this can really encompass the whole message is very much so in line with looking at how you talk about addressing problems in relationships, whether your business or your your friends or it's husband, spouse, wife, girlfriend, boy, whatever it is, like if you come at someone, just think about this with very common sense. If somebody comes at you and it says, you always do, you're always doing this wrong. You're always late. You're always wasting my time. You're always rude. You always snapping me. You're always doing this, 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 and this. What do you think is going to happen? Right there's this there's this thing going around quote unquote this corporate trend that they label as radical candor. Right, it's where Netflix, you know, for example, they reference in this article Netflix, you know, when they fire somebody, they really spotlight it. Right, they they, they may send a, an you know, an email out highlighting the fall the shortcomings of what got that employee canned. That way they don't do it again. But who's the judge and the jury? Where is the ultimate unimpeachable source of truth? And and let's get more granular. Somebody says their work wasn't competent enough. I feel like you are incompetent. Let's say that was the feedback. Who's the judge and the jury? Who's your boss that says that, feels that, fires you over that? They may have an unclear version of competency. They reference in this article if you were to ask somebody who's colorblind, their perspective on red, but they can't see it, they're not an accurate judge. Now that's a very binary point of like yay or nay, and like it's very to one side to move the point, a little bit of hyperbole. But the principles are just, where is there a binary sense of truth, an unimpeachable source of truth with which that feedback has merit? And the only way that we have an unimpeachable source of truth is in how we feel and our experiences. And so if you want to drive results in your organization, in your team, with whatever it is that you are looking to drive uh, uh, change in and be a catalyst for correction and drive actionable strategies towards driving your employees to do something differently, rather than shining a light on their weaknesses or kind of kicking them when they're down, Or radical candor of, John, you're always late, John, your work's shit, John, this doesn't work, you're sloppy, you're not detail-oriented, shifted to explaining how you feel, and I'm not talking about being sappy, like we're not nine years old, right? I'm just talking about thinking about the same core fundamental of relationships. They reference it as I statements rather than you statements. You are always late, you always do this, you always make a mess, versus what you should think about. I feel like oftentimes we spend so much energy keeping this pace clean and we keep finding our ourselves back with a lot of dishes, a lot of mess, and ultimately we're back where we started. You know, can we talk about this? Then you can talk about it. That's a one-off example. I'm scratching the surface. But if you're getting in a, in a work environment, more specifically, and you have an employee or you have a teammate that's just not pulling their weight, instead of being like, like, think about like, think about going, you know, back in school when you had that one, you know, one group member in that team project that just never did anything, didn't respond to their text, their phone, da-da-da-da-da. Now here's the thing, in college, there wasn't as much, there wasn't as much at stake because if they didn't do it, somebody was probably going to do it, but work's not the same thing. But how can we address this? John, you never answer your phone, you never answer your emails, you never answer the text, we're trying to get work done and you're the problem, this isn't working, you're not contributing. What if you went about it this way? john i think we can all agree that most of us are looking to get the best grade on this on this project we're ultimately just trying to get done with this and get it done as great as 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 well you know well done as possible uh but i I feel like there's some lack of engagement and maybe a disconnect in in your involvement you know can we can we talk about it for a couple minutes i want to see what we're missing or what we need to do to get back on track because i feel like there's a miss here right It, it, it really can be that simple Now, I recognize that the spectrum of complexity around problems and and things that need attention and those tough conversations, but the formula is very simple and it all comes back to if you can really digest that statement. The only realm in which humans are an unimpeachable source of truth is that of their own feelings and experiences. You recognize that your assessment on Sunny else's aptitude and their skills and their capability is absolutely biased and it has no merit with respect to what they're going to perceive as being the judge and the jury because they're not going to read it that way, perceive it that way, and consume it that way, let alone respond to it in a way that's constructive. Now, some of them will, some of them will but what we're finding and what the research is from marcus buckingham ashley goodall and these different you know th- th- these different professionals who spend all of their time and attention and resources in understanding true workforce friends, true excuse me true workforce trends true workforce dynamics how to drive real change for the betterment of the company organizationally culturally systematically and let's be honest financially Right. Happy employees are are typically uh, a a better sign uh, for for a healthy company than a company with a bunch of miserable people. Uh, That's just common sense. So when we run this out and, and to kind of brush on this one last time, the only source with which humans have that is unimpeachable truth is how we feel in our experiences. Because somebody can't let me let me rephrase where I was going with there. People can discredit your belief on how you feel and your experiences. Let's be honest, people probably do it all the time. It's very frustrating, right? They discredit how you feel. But what it allows you to do is have a more candid conversation. Because if I say, John, you're not competent, or you suck, or this isn't good, that's an attack on capabilities and facts. That, that, that starts to become them. It's, 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 it's an offensive, not, not not offensive as in it like it's going to offend somebody, meaning it's offensive. You are attacking in a way that puts them on the defensive. Who responds positively on the defensive? Whereas in this scenario, hey, John, I recognize how important this is. Uh, And this client meeting tomorrow at 9 a.m. is ultimately an incredible opportunity for us to hit our number. But I have to say, in the past few conversations, I'm starting to feel like we're not as prepared as we should be. You know, can we schedule some time to get aligned here and figure out, do we need to push this? Because I do feel like while there's a lot of upside in this meeting, if we knock it out of the park, there's extra due diligence on our end that could ultimately sway whether we knock it out of the park or not. You're addressing it in a way that's not so confrontational. This radical candor, some people can handle it. But going back to how most people from an institutional academia perspective receive feedback it was in a standardized methodology that was either documented over paper very impersonal and something that was uniform so if you're going to have conversations in person let alone email right or or phone calls we have to do it in a way that truly drives results in a way that we do it knowing how people in human behavior responds to feedback and the data here is showing us that that which is typically true in, in relationships which is if you go i i i i i in stating your beliefs against somebody and not just like i think you're not this i think you're not that i think you're not this and it's very accusational like competencies skill sets you know what they're good at what they're not good at and what they're delivering what do you think is going to happen it's not probably not going to go very far right you sound like a barking dog you're just screaming at somebody but if you can provide some context into how your interactions with their behavior makes you feel, then that's very different. I feel that when we're collaborating on, with, on this client or on this account or on this design project or on this creative, I feel I, like I feel like, there, there's, I feel like it, it tends to be one-sided and you driving the ship. And I want to know what we can do to better align so I can feel more involved in the conversations and be more impactful because the last few weeks, I'm starting to feel a bit steamrolled. Right, That's a pretty blunt way of saying, I think it's like but but here's the difference. I'm not looking at it saying, Alex, you're steamrolling me. what the hell? saying like, I feel like the last few weeks uh, 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 that that our interactions ha- have been very dominated by by your side and I think you bring a tremendous amount to the table, but I'd love to find some way we can collaborate more on this because I do feel like the last few weeks you've steamrolled me and and I want to get back to center so we can deliver the best product and feel equitable on both sides. Right, even that treads the line, but you're still able to put your foot down, be firm, be authoritative, drive the the criticism you're looking to drive, and move on without offending somebody, without pushing them off. Because as Marcus Buckingham and 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 his team, uh, and who is Ashley Goodall, they're starting to see that feedback simply just doesn't work. And so, if you are trying to drive results, right, building building something that lasts, building a strong infrastructure, building a strong foundation. We need to be able to provide feedback, or excuse me, we need to be able to, to correct course. We need to be able to steer the ship. You can't, you know, pull the e-brake on, on, a, on a cruise liner and, and, and bang a 90 degree turn. It's going to f- topple over the ship. Most organizations are very similar, most teams are very similar. Very few cohorts can just pick up and, and shoot a left-hand turn out of nowhere organizationally, culturally, conversationally, and in your general functions, right? There needs to be a gradual co- course correction. And rather than giving you know radical candor-based feedback and highlighting, you know, people's skill gap or the problems you see and arguing what they do or don't do right or wrong. Incorporating how you interact with their behavior can be a tremendous opportunity for you to not only course correct, but resonate, build rapport, drive continuity in your organization, develop a seamless methodology for your management to drive change and drive these types of conversations in a similar way so that there's some continuity, right? And that way you have something duplicatable. What's duplicatable ultimately can grow a little bit better than something that's one source only one person's quality oh if only one person in your organization can have these types of conversations and drive real results if only one person has a connection with everybody and everybody else doesn't feel connected to the team there's a bottleneck there and ultimately that's going to be a problem but if you can round it out disregard your your biases with respect to like i think this i know this you're doing this and it's very accusational Start to incorporate how you interacting with their behavior makes you feel and describing the experiences of that process. And what we're finding is that that will drive better results. That will replace feedback, radical candor, and the assessment of yay or nay, and it will drive the behavior in the right direction as long as you handle it the right way. And so that's what we're here to talk about today, episode 18, how to give "Quote unquote feedback that truly drives results." My name is Jeremy Franchese. I appreciate you tuning in, rate, review, anything you can do to provide feedback so I can get a pulse on what we're going, so I can course correct, right, and continue to make this as valuable as possible. Whether they're 10-minute podcast, 20, 30, or the interviews coming up, if they don't bring any value to you folks, I'm purely working on my communication skills and, and, and a variety of other things that I know have some value for me. But I certainly don't want to waste your time. Uh, so, thank you for tuning in. This is First Floor Conversations. Where what? Right, the view at the top is only as good as the foundation, which preserves it. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more.